0: Hey everybody, just want to do a quick announcement to let everyone know that uh, Explore Project Louisiana Episode 5 is live now on all of our channels, be it Vimeo, YouTube, Waypoint TV, coming soon to Saltwater TV, and hopefully Carbon TV here as well. Um, But been a busy week, trying to get some boats squared away here, and uh, excited to get into this next podcast. So here we go. Episode four, Adventure Motivation. All right, we're back. Podcast Episode Four. So today I'm gonna go through a little bit of like what adventure kind of the motivation of adventure is for me. Um, I'm by myself today. Don't have anybody in the studio with me, but i uh, going to change that a lot here coming up. I've got some um, people that I want to bring on um, that are really influential to me um, and what kind of got this adventure bug kind of planted in me from an early age through kind of mentors of mine through the hunting and fishing Uh, segment of things. But first off, I wanted to kind of go through what the definition of adventure is, Um, and the dictionary uh, explains it as an unusual and exciting, typically hazardous experience or activity, Um, which is kind of interesting because you don't typically think of adventures being hazardous. Um, But it's been uh, a true... Crazy ride for us with Explore, and it's really changed my life. And some of this will be redundant if you've listened to the other podcasts. Um, And I'm sorry to to keep going through some of what all this stuff means. But um, this has really changed me as far as what I want to go do and kind of how I plan the rest of my trips and kind of man stuff going forward. And um, just wanted to give a background on why I've chosen to do this kind of stuff, um, why it's fun for me, and kind of who has influenced me in that um, for this episode. So um, excited uh, to let everybody know, too, that Episode 5 of Explore Delta is live. I mentioned that at the beginning of the bit here. Um, but please go check it out. Please share it with all your friends, all your family, all your social media. um truly appreciate everybody helping us get the word out on this. Um, so into what are the, uh, what's the motivation of adventure for me? Um, and what kind of effects has it had on my life? Um, the first thing I think that explore really did was test your skill. And I don't think that you can do anything that you, um, believe in a lot, uh, without putting it to a test to kind of validate whether you are as good as you think you are. And I think that goes uh, to athletics. It goes to jobs. It goes to, um, about anything you really dedicate time to. Um, so that's been a really cool thing. Um, fly fishing is fairly, was fairly new to me. Um, I'm five, six years into, um, really dedicating my fishing stuff to a fly fishing scenario, which is not for everybody, and I completely get it. Um, But it's something that um, is a tough thing to do, and it's been a real challenge trying to get better at that uh, all the time. And then putting the uh, dynamic of having to get food through that method um, is also – a really interesting part of fly fishing because most guys that fly fish are going to turn everything loose, us included. Um, but it's neat to kind of put your money where your mouth is and uh, let that um, be the only source of how you're really going to capture food. And it's it's a laborious task, especially like some of the stuff we saw in Louisiana where the fishing was pretty tough and you had to prospect a lot and cover ground a lot. And doing that with a a fly rod is a real challenge, especially throwing you know heavier flies like the big poppers and stuff and really having to shoot a lot of line. Um, the only thing I can really um, equivocate it to is like barracuda fishing on fly, um, which if any of y'all hadn't seen the film we did, uh, Water Wolf, uh, check that out. It's a really cool kind of insight into fly fishing for barracudas. But anyway, um, that was really challenging, and training for that uh, – I didn't do enough of it. I didn't do enough of like strengthening those muscles in my back, um, to where we could really cover ground efficiently. And I feel like we lost, um, some really good fishing highlights because of that stuff. So, um, the test of skill, um, and all of that from navigation to, and I speak to this only on my personal experience and what, um, what we've done with explore that, the navigation side of it, the um, the planning side of it, the camping stuff, picking the right gear, all of that, I look as like an attribute to the skill set, um, and that's been really interesting. We failed, or I've failed, uh, on some of those, and I've succeeded on some of them. But on all of them, I've really learned a lot about myself and kind of what I'm good at and what I'm not and what I need to work on. Um, so I would tell everybody that if it's something that you're into, whether it be camping, bowling, fishing, hunting, whatever it is, backgammon, um, put it to the test and see how really good you are. Um, because the only kind of accreditation that's going to validate you personally is a you know, third party test and that third party can be another person or mother nature. Um, Ours is Mother Nature, and it was uh, it was pretty rad. The second like major thing that um, this did for me was a really test of planning and logistics, because at the end of the day, that's basically what explore was was or is is a is a major test of planning. Um, and how well can you pack? How tight can you pack your stuff down? Um, are you taking only the essentials? Um, are you taking more stuff than you need? You know, working within the weight constraints and spatial constraints of an 18-foot skiff, you know how can you make that work, and how can you make it work successfully? And we did a really good job of that. I'm really proud of what we took, and we we always had too much. Um, aside from the uh, from a gear standpoint, we had too much. Um, so on the next one, it'll be interesting to cut some of that stuff down. Um, so a big test of planning, and then you know, in that planning, setting a goal, and then and getting to that goal. And there was a ton of that that went into um, this round of explore from getting the boat built to getting it back here and getting it rigged to getting um, some of the earlier content shot. It was a lot of small goals that led to a big end goal and we're still not there yet. Um, So that's kind of the, a couple of the, the cool things that come along with the planning element is, is, You know, obviously if you're geeky over the gear, which most of us are, um, you get to dig into that a lot and then um, setting your goals and hammering them. And I think that holds true for any type trip. You know, I've I've said before, um, the most exciting time in a trip is the planning portion because there's a lot of unknowns. Um, You don't know how the weather's going to be. You don't know what fish you're going to catch. The only thing you really can see is what you think you're going to do, you know, and you see yourself... Catching the you know the big fish or whatever you're after for that or a lot of them or making a great cast or you know you have all these preconceived notions about what a trip is going to be and sometimes it doesn't deliver and sometimes it over delivers um, but the the part that's most exciting for most people um, what gets people most jacked up is that planning period and it's a crucial period um, to make sure that you have everything you need um, and there's so much. You know, information available as I'm not telling any of you anything you probably don't already know with the World Wide Web. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff out there, and there's a lot of people that have really tested some of this gear um, way past the. Abuse that you're going to put on it, so it's nice to see where something's going to hold up. Um, and on any of this stuff with the camping side of things, I would definitely say spend the money and get the good stuff because it just makes life so much easier. Um, one of the items that we that we had, then uh, this is not a, a paid promotion uh, from anybody, but the tent that I had and that Jeff has um, is a Kelty TN3. And that thing is the most badass all season tent I've ever seen. Um, so if any of y'all are looking at camping in warmer climates, the Kelty TN3 is definitely a good place to start. I love that freaking tent. It's all mesh. It breathes well. It's big enough for a single person and all of their gear or, you know, two people sleeping tightly. Um, but a badass tent nonetheless, and one that I will always have in my arsenal. It's really, really small. It's really uh, compact too. The other thing is a Helix. I think I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's this cot. It's called the Hel- Helix One, I believe. It's by Big Agnes. Absolutely, absolute necessity. Um, I can't sleep on my back real well, so the Inu kind of hammock option is typically out for me as far as getting good rest. And dude, this cot—it's about two and a half pounds. It's smaller than a shoebox packed up, and it sleeps like a damn twin bed. It is freaking awesome. Um, Helinox one. Now they're through. I think now they're two hundred and fifty, two 275 bucks worth every single penny to get it. If you like to camp. And you, like, you can put it in the bottom of the boat. It sets up in, like, three minutes. It's a piece of cake. Even my dumbass can put it together. Um, it's awesome. So, sorry to get off on, like, a product tangent, but those were two things that, like, really made my trip um, awesome because the rest is crucial. Uh, and you got to, you know, the whole time that it's dark, there's really nothing else to do when you don't have uh, any power or electricity or anything like that except for read uh, and sleep. So, both of what, you know, the sleep portion is super important to keep your stress levels down, to keep you focused and clear. Um, and those two things really help me get good rest. So anyway, um, back to kind of the adventure motivation, um, which is what this podcast is supposed to be about. Um, but I think looking back kind of over my life and, um, kind of what started me in this, I remember as a kid, like uh, getting into to hunting and fishing and outdoors. It's always been a big part of me, but um, my dad wasn't a huge hunter uh, or outdoors. And for that matter, we fished quite a bit growing up, but the hunting side and kind of um, adventure camping side, we didn't do a lot of. Um, and I don't say that that my dad didn't want to, um, we just didn't. And so for me, you know, reading Books, you know, going to the library, if you can believe that, going to the library and, and renting a book uh, from the library. I got to read kind of all these crazy stories about these adventures out west in the mountains, hunting, you know, camping, packing in the Zane Gray uh, era of where these guys were going into all these uncharted areas, um, fishing and hunting and all that, and it really, like, kind of lit a spark in me that I always felt like I was born a few generations too late to experience some of that stuff. And Explore has really like opened up, I shouldn't say Explore, but like really committing to this type of project um, from a filming standpoint uh, and really having to make it, not having to, but desiring to make it absolutely real um, and not staged or fabricated. But to really go in and and not do retakes and not shoot B-roll, but just film it as it goes. um, It's a big commitment to being legit with everything and reading back over all those stories and stuff from when I was a kid. Like those are the those are the stories I really wanted to emulate, you know, where people struck out and. You know, they had a limited supply of stuff because they could only carry so much. And they had to have a skill level, whether it be navigation or whether it be hunting or whether it be fishing, gathering, having a knowledge of local vegetation, having a knowledge of of preservation of meat and vegetables, um, all of which, like, I'm trying all the time to get better at but need to know more and want to know more so that, you know, when we go into a spot, you know, we could find a way to live off like 100% off the land. Um, I think that's just so freaking cool. Um, and it really makes the, I think it's the ultimate way to honor, um, the fish and the, the game that we pursue is to, is to, you know, to eat them and to share them with people and to have fellowship around them. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast last night with um, a couple of the guys from KUU on Joe Rogan's podcast. And they were talking about, you know, how much there's this like disconnect with hunting and actual consumption of meat uh, and consumption of food. And it's silly um, because the whole reason that we started doing this as humans millions of years ago was to provide for, you know, have nutritional, um, to provide nutritional food for us to survive on and, you know, not that we're going out in some life or death scenario with explore, you know, that we're going to starve to death, but it's really cool to kind of to take a step back and go through that, um, that same process of how are you going to get your food? You know, how are you going to, what are you going to eat? What are you willing to eat? Um, and how long can you go without it? Um, so that's been, you know, I feel like I'm just rambling at this point, but, um, really fun part of that was planning the food because we had to look at different time scenarios that we would be, you know, fun fishing for what we want to do versus food fishing. Um, so I guess the, to get my ADD back on track, you know, a big influence for me was some of the stories and books that I read as a kid and my family kind of allowing that um, ingestion of information to happen and really, like, helping me, um, encouraging that um, that drive within me. And I say that through, like, being that my parents weren't huge outdoors people, um but through our church and through friends of theirs, like they made sure that, that they found me mentors um, and people to do that, to take me on those experiences, um, to make sure that I got what I wanted, which I I can't, you know, I can't ever say thank you enough for my folks for allowing that to happen and really introducing me to some amazing, amazing people Um and people, a couple of which that I hope we're gonna, I'm going to be able to get, you know, do interviews for this podcast with, um, you know, and some that unfortunately have passed. And that's kind of where some of this started for me. I had a, a gentleman um, from Greenville, South Carolina named Gil Gilreath, who is one of the kind of most impactful people in my life when it comes to um, the... Sorry, I had to change the setting on this mic. Um, One of the most impactful people um, in my life when it comes to the outdoor stuff. Uh, I met um, Gil when uh, I was an early teenager um, and wanted to go turkey hunting. And he was a um, big turkey hunter from Greenville, big guy with our church, um, really spiritual dude, and just a, a... huge wealth of knowledge when it came to the things that I was into at that time. And that was uh, bow hunting um, and hunting in general, but mainly bow hunting. And he was a huge bow hunter and had a big range at his house and um, really taught me about tuning my bow and attention to my gear and attention to the details that came along with it. And um, just an absolute amazing person. And he. He took me on my first turkey hunt down at our farm. We went and roosted birds, set went in, set up, and had five long beards come right in. I ended up shooting my first bird at like 10 steps. Um, but I'll never forget that day when we shot the bird. He sat down and, and went and said a prayer over it and really really honored it uh, and honored the experience like it should. I mean, it's it's a I go through the struggle with my own kids and try to teach them the importance and the severity of what— you know, what you're doing, that you're killing something, you're ending something's life, whether it be keeping a fish or shooting a deer, shooting a turkey or any of that stuff, like you're taking a life and to make sure that that's not wasted. And, um, and that's one thing that I can absolutely say that came from Mr. Gilreath that he taught me, um, and really showed me an unbridled spirituality about it. That was not embarrassing. That was not something to be you know, kind of say embarrassed of, but like it was totally cool for it to mean that much to you. And that's just badass. Um you can't it's hard to put into words how important some of this stuff is to me personally, and a lot of that comes from those relationships growing up where I met people that it was that important to. And Gil was one of those people that, um I just uh, I cherished every minute with him and didn't get enough time to tell him thank you. He passed away um, two years ago, I think. And you know, at his funeral, I'm sitting there at his funeral looking around at all the other men there that were impactful in my life and realized that like I didn't get a chance to ever tell Mr. Gilroy thank you, you know, like a heartfelt thank you for how much he meant to me and how much the experiences that he provided me meant to me. And so it became kind of a goal to um, reach back out to those people that had been impactful on my life when I was a kid and even going, you know, even today that are impactful to me and make sure that I tell them like how important that is and how much I appreciate it. Um, Because those are really special relationships. Um, And Mr. Gilreath was one of those that uh, I messed up and didn't get to say thank you soon enough. Um, so some of this podcast, as far as the adventure motivation stuff goes, will hopefully be getting some of those people that as a kid and through my teenage years and even through today, like really look at to, um, for motivation and have really pushed me in my life to go do, uh, the adventures that I want to go do, um, and not compromise those with other things. And, uh, So that's kind of what we're going to be hammering on going forward. Um, Most of those podcasts, I don't know how long they're going to be, but um, they're not going to be cut off at any point. So I'm I'm figuring an hour to two to three hours. Um, But this is uh, something I hope that y'all appreciate. If you don't, I don't care. Um, These guys are important to me. And uh, hopefully – you'll appreciate some of the stories they've got because some of these guys are they're absolute just pioneers of the outdoor side of things and they aren't celebrity people, they aren't people on TV but you know they've been doing this with you know, a purpose and a passion for the last 60 years and man it's just unbelievable the stories that they have so Um, really, really excited to get those people on here, but that's about it for today. For me personally, uh, some of this other stuff will come out. Um, I hope that I flesh out some more kind of what this stuff means to me, um, that I can share with you and hopefully it makes you kind of reflect back and think over how important some of this stuff is to you and makes you go get outside. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I've said this over and over with, um, about explore and that we're like an adventure company, um, and not necessarily like guiding people or, um, but we want to like empower you to go have an adventure, whether it be in your backyard or you know on the other side of the world, you know, with no budget, with an unlimited budget, it doesn't matter. But like, there's no time like the present to get outside and go enjoy like this magical gift of nature that we have. Um, and really strip it away and let your you know quit worrying about your cell phone, quit worrying about a meeting, quit worrying about any of that crap, and go have an experience outside. Because I promise you, whether it's your first one or your hundredth one, um, it's going to be special and it's going to change you a little bit. It's going to change you a little bit for the better. It's going to make you relax. It's going to make you think clearer. It's going to it's going to give you a much better perspective on what's important in the world, whether you know from your family to uh, maybe the stresses and stuff that you're seeing on the day today deal. But get outside. Um, you know, go anywhere, go everywhere is one of our stances for Explore Boatworks uh, and Explore Project, and, um, and we mean it. Get outside, go have some fun, go have an adventure, go knock it out. Um, so that's episode four. Sorry for the rambling if it got a little excessive. Um, I hope you... Uh, I hope what I'm saying makes you reflect. Um, but anyway, go watch episode five, explore project, Louisiana. Follow us on, uh, all our social media channels at explore project at C1 films at explore boat works. Uh, checks out on Facebook and Instagram as well as our website, explore and explore But, uh, also subscribe and, Uh, on iTunes, uh, on SoundCloud, on any of the places that we put this stuff up. We'd love to hear, you know, I I would love to hear what you think and if this is something that you want to hear more of. Um, And once we get into some of these other people and some of the gear stuff, um, I think, uh, I hope that it'll be something that you appreciate. But leave me a comment, rate us, talk to us, and uh, we will see you soon. Headed into the shop now to try and put a boat together. See you guys.